You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's the 15th of July, 2021. It being the 15th of July, I could constantly say summer is one quarter over, which is mind-blowing. Um, sorry about last week. Um, Dave was barreling down a hill on a bicycle with his family, and I was barreling down uh, reports with uh, just you know, way too much work to do. So... Um, we kind of adopted a uh, impromptu summer schedule. Sorry about that, folks. Dave, welcome back. Um, you were barreling down Whistler Mountain on a bike. I was. It was fun. So I'm not sorry. But <laughs> uh, that's uh, that. I, 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 I really have few words for that. Except that's insane. Um, but well done. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Ton of fun. Um, but yeah, so in the meantime, a lot happened. Freezes, and this time I think it's me. I, and we're I, back. All right. <laughs> Let's dive in. Um, it's been a busy couple weeks this time. Well, it has. It's been what? I think, I think in five weeks we've had four, maybe five uh, fairly significant updates, if you count the uh, – Bookend uh, spam updates as two as uh, as uh, two unique ones. Yeah, there's been like five algorithm updates in five weeks. Two core the core updates is bookends. Um, the page experience update, a couple of anti spam updates. Um, crazy, eh? Yeah, yeah. It's been well. You know what? I like it, um, and it's not just because like of. of of the results there it's 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 interesting because it's we finally have these updates so we can go hey here's the thing um because normally as you know we have so many updates that, that just happen like they're, they're always happening there are more updates than there are days in a year each year right like there's that many updates but we have this when i'm talking to clients numbers and significant updates to be able to go okay this did this 
Um, now, unfortunately, it also leads to problems because for one of our clients, we've been doing about a million different things all at once. And then Google all of a sudden throws like a bunch of core updates in there. And the client just this morning <laughs> on our call was like, what do you think caused this uptick? And I'm like, it's one of about eight things now. <laughs> like, um, because a lot has happened just in the last like couple of weeks. But at the same time, we've been working on a bunch of their content and, and re-optimizing a bunch of older pages. Um, over the last couple of weeks. So at the end of the day, it's just like, well, let's just keep doing good. Right. Like, well, I mean, in that case, almost certainly that's, that's likely what had the impact. You go to what uh, John Mueller said last week on two different subjects. Um, one on technical changes to a site, the other on Google perceiving uh, content changes, even things as minor as like uh, uh, changes in titles and, and uh, H1s, right? Google will perceive the content really quickly while the technical updates might take weeks to perceive um even with like um core updates happening uh twice and twice basically twice in a one month period um so you almost certainly scored with the content update eh yeah yeah we did uh pretty well <laughs> um like that that one that one specifically um, i i i've been blessed through this series of updates um that have happened over over the last month month and a half um, so you're not going to hear any complaints out of me, but at the same time, I do understand that there are also people who did, you know, equally hard work, but maybe focused on different areas at the time, which happens, right? Like there's times I just happen to like luck out and when I'm focused on at the right time, um, it's, you know, who, who may not have been rewarded as well. Well, it's been a really busy period. And I think what, I think what would be kind of useful is to look at, um, as well as we can understand what each of the, um, Algo updates that were introduced, what they were there for, and, and what happened. You starting with the two bookend core updates. Um, that was almost certainly tied to um, user experience quality scores. Um, if you look at your crawl reports, you see that page load um, crawler that's come up over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. That's I mean that I, I don't think that's a, that's a great coincidence. Um, it was it was sucking like. Um, somewhere like 30% in some cases to 60% of all the crawl budget for uh, for the last couple of months for some, for some clients I had. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think that's a coincidence at all. So <laughs> there you have like evidence that sets the core, uh, the two bookend core updates, but in the middle you had um, the uh, anti-defamation update, you know, the, 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 one, the, one, the one that was going looking for slander, um, rip-off report type sites. You had two spam updates, one of which was probably like uh, looking for crappy uh, uh, link exchanges. They were, Google was talking a lot about linking in the last few weeks. Um, and another uh, anti-spam update that I'm not entirely sure about, um, might have run hand in hand with the previous one, I'm not positive. But all that happened, like, just in, in a few weeks period. So who knows what they lost for? If, some, if you lose position, maybe Google detected something it should have seen a long time ago, but didn't. Well, indeed, indeed. And I, I was really happy that it was interesting. Not not a, not a lot of response on, on the sites that I'm, I'm monitoring, like our, on our client sites. And I mean, I monitor more than that, but it, you know, with our client sites, there wasn't a lot of movement during the first core update, thankfully. And I mean, you know, great there shouldn't have been we didn't really see much during all the spam updates it was just like sort of just general ebb and flow and you know it, from where i stand 
good. I shouldn't have seen anything, not winning or Um, losing. Unlikely unlikely a good SEO would. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Unless maybe there's a bunch of spam ahead of you. Right, I or, guess like or that. You're, but, de- you're dealing with cleanup work from somebody else. Yeah. Right, right. Um, but then this this latest um, core update, we did see um, a lot of significant movement. And one of the things I found interesting was I was noticing some movement. I was sharing with the client, um, and then over well, actually a couple of our clients, um, and then over on uh, SE Roundtable um, back just a, just a couple days ago. Um, he had shared a piece that coincides with what I saw. Results may vary, however, but it coincides with with data that I had seen. Um, and it's a, a piece on the changes in local, and that was yes. predominantly in local. Um, the, our, our clients in local that were winning, and I didn't. Oddly, I mean, I, I don't like now looking at it. I'm like, how did I miss that? <laughs> but no, I, something uh, coincidental, like like st- sticking. Keep half your mind sticking with clients in local. Um, somewhat coincidentally, um, different top-level domains um, seem to be sorting themselves based on what Google perceives their country to be. Like some top-level domains are straight up .ca is a Canadian domain, .co.uk is a uh, UK domain. Um, I guess .com is an American domain. Um <laughs> taught us um so yeah google seems to be using uh, or, or or focusing more on where an entity is include from like uh the mega description it's uh country that it's from to uh imp- uh, uh, uh uh what's the right word um not improving local search results but featuring local search results when possible yeah, well, and one thing, just as a, an additional note, like while we're talking local here, like and 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 right now we're talking about core updates. Um, but one of the other things that I have noticed much more recently, and and maybe it's just in the sites that that I'm monitoring. So this again, results may vary. This is not some scientific across you know five million domains or something like that. Um, but I've been seeing a lot more map packs. But more importantly, I've been seeing. Um, hotel ads in places that I wasn't seeing them before. Now, this has been going on over the last couple months. Um, but it, it occurs to me that this might be, you know, we had a bunch of engineers over at Google just sort of like sitting on their thumbs, killing time, figuring out who they wanted to take down next. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we, we see them, you know, I, I'm seeing hotel ads in a lot more places. I'm, it, it, I don't know what's been, sorry, go ahead. Think about this for a second, though. Google's anticipating what the greater user base wants, right? In mm-hmm. mass, and nobody's nobody's or very few people are are traveling internationally right now. Um, so everybody is doing the Great American Staycation, uh, and it might be a road trip um, from one end of the country to the other. But on the way, you're going to want to stay in a hotel and a motel. Um, so those little weird roadside attractions with the uh, funky motel that hasn't been updated since the fifties, they're going to get tons of business in the next few months, eh? Yeah. Yeah, they sure will, um, and that's why you're. And I think that's why you're seeing this kind, that kind of activity in the travel sector, um, and then seeing that appear in the surfs. Um, that's where people's interests are right now. Yeah, well, they are. But one thing that I think is also worth noting, and another story that happened just in the, in the last little bit, um, is 
actually, let me look up the exact date that this uh, this just happened was okay on the 13th as well. So same day that I was reading the the, the report on on local um, was following up on Shopify's uh, the announcement with Shopify at IO on integration with merchants. Uh, and then WooCommerce uh, came in next. Now we have GoDaddy um, coming in there. Now, how this relates in my mind's eye is we have them integrating and trying to take sectors local. Like it, it, clearly all of these things are paid games, right? Like it, all of this like, is, is how Google makes money. This isn't, you know, some like, we just like to be kind and, and show people stuff. Um, you know, they're clearly trying to take down other companies here. Um, I think what we're seeing is massive pushes into the new spaces. And that, that's just my guess. And I, I have a hunch that these core updates, we've talked about them having to do with machine learning and stuff. Heck, I've got some, some you know, after the, the break, we can we can talk a little bit about, about some of what's going on in that space and, and some recent yeah. uh, enhancements there. But they're also pushing very, very strong into, into merchant, which yes, there's an organic side to that, but more important there's a paid side to that hotel ads like yes you can show up in the in the snack pack or map pack whatever you want to call it but there's a massive paid side to that as well um and i can go on a rant about that and how the the the, the hotel ads are, are favoring the the bigger players just because of the way google has structured it but but i won't, well, I, won't. I, I, I actually had meant to ask about that i saw a tweet that you put out a few days ago well back uh, like a monday on the 12th um uh where I think you're insinuating Google's trying to crush the little guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go down that route. Go for it. I mean, like, like you're, 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 you're obviously incisive about this. Yeah. This one really, really pisses me off. Pardon my language. I hope Apple's all right with the word piss. But yeah, uh, and if not, that. we've got two bleeps in here. Um, <laughs> so, but, but that's sort of like the, 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 the level. So what happens is to get into hotel ads, you need feeds. Google will, will pretend, hey, you need this like trusted feed. Um, but basically, it's, it's, there's two different sets of feeds that, that can work there. Um, and, and one is basically a property info. And one is like a, a sort of a real-time feed to make sure that you're not booking. Like that you can't double book, right? Like it's, it's just a yeah, okay. live feed to like check your availability and, and stuff like that. Um, so... All, that's that's all great. Um, I have a client that manages, um, and and they're they're in an area where hotel ads are showing up. I've pushed multiple times, but had a, a, a new Google rep who thought he could help me out with this and get our client in able to provide their own feed because the client has their own tech staff and they're incredibly strong, right? Like their 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 technical skills are are. Incredibly they, could be high. The, they could be their own their own booking agents. They, 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 they are. <laughs> they built their own reservation system. That's their tech. And it is one of the most robust and, and, and solid reservation systems, even though they're only managing a few hundred properties. But they've done it all internally because that's what they wanted to do. Little um, guys with big muscles. Yeah, exactly. Now, if you want to get into hotel ads and you want to supply your own feed, however, you have to have 10,000 units available. At any given time, that's that's the threshold. Otherwise, Google will point you to one of their partners that will manage the feed for them. If you ask them, it'll be because it's trusted. But that partner is going to skim five percent off the top, which so, makes it almost impossible for you, a service provider, to step in between and help out. I can't compete with the big guys, right? Like that's what really ticks me off. If the big guys had to pay five percent too, I'd be like, all right, this is just Google taking money, no problem. Right. But in fact, it's not even Google taking money. They're just making somebody else take my money. 
so that I can't, I mean, it's, I don't think it's directly so I can't compete. I think there's probably some, some problems that they're trying to avoid with people giving misinformation or too many people coming in with like one, you know, vacation rental or something like that. Like that isn't like a, a company company and, and wouldn't really manage things properly. Um, I think they're trying to avoid things like that, but they don't have any mechanism to come in and go, okay, but right. Even if, you know, you're, you're, I'm not saying as a Google partner, you should be like sort of patted on the back, but if you've had a longstanding relationship as a Google partner, or if you've been an advertiser for a, you know, many, many years and have had a good solid relationship with like no bands or, you know, no problems, you should be able to appeal something like that and go, I don't break the rules, right? Like I just don't, I, I'm not going to here, but no, they, they basically crippled smaller advertisers because we cannot compete against large companies. Now in the space that that client is in, it still irks me like, but it irks me on more a global level where I'm thinking of a small hotel in Manhattan trying to compete against the Hilton, right? Those are the sorts of battlegrounds. Like for our client, it's level with all of the people they're competing with. So it's sort of like, okay, all of them are going to have to get ding 5% or none of them will. And they'll just like leave it to a few larger players to, to, to take that, that pack map pack or the people who are willing to take the 5% hit, in which case they're probably not profiting a lot. Um, but, you know, I mean, that, that as, as an aside, as soon as you get into like different areas where I can see like these poor small hotels that would totally be legit, they totally would have, you know, some, yeah. some, some good stuff, but they cannot compete against the larger companies that don't have to spend that 5%. You know, I remember the early days when we used to when we used to say say straight up to those smaller boutiques um, that we were the great equalizers. You know, right. the, the organic service bring it in, we're going to get you noticed by Google. You remember that hotel in Montreal, Ruby Fu? You know, they're a tiny little tiny little hotel that's now grown into like a franchise. But like, um, I don't know. I don't know if we could have done that again um, under the 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 the. the new and improved regime of uh, like web uh, 2.5. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, I, I think this, this is frustrating for everybody. Um, but at the same time, I do try and recognize, I like, I, I do try to recognize the problems that Google is facing and heck I, I, I try and sympathize with them because I remember the mid two thousands and I was the problem they were trying to solve. <laughs> right? Like well, I, I understand how that happens and how, I can even look at like hotel ads, for example, and go, I understand how it could be abused. I understand that if I could just go in there and just like dump feeds in there and like lie about reservation, I could actually scam people pretty easily. Like I understand what the problem is. You could um, make Google into an Airbnb of sorts. And I think that's what they're actually trying to avoid. I, I, well, yeah, I mean, that that does become a, a bit of a bit of a different problem. But at the same time, if they want to take on... <laughs> these bigger players, they're going to have to let the smaller players in and those smaller players can't afford to pay that. So they're going to have to figure something out, probably just buy one of these feed suppliers and go, okay, you know, there, here's a bunch of hoops you need to jump through to, to get added in. Um, but we'll provide you the, the, the sort of third party connection, uh, it, which would be a, a first party connection at that point. But I, I imagine we'll see it remedied, but I, I'm like, clearly I'm, I'm not happy with it. If there's any Google employee out there is looking for a way to argue about that, where you got to go back to the office like three days of the week and they want to maximize that, like, you know, myth, myth mythological 20% time they got to work with, here's a way to do it. Oh, yeah, I would love that. Yeah, like this, 
this is career saving. Trust us on this. Yeah, two thumbs up. <laughs> okay, um, we got to take a break here on Webcology on uh, WMR.FM. We're gonna talk. We're gonna come back and talk some machine learning, which is gonna be fun because Dave, you're gonna have to bring us into the episode, into this part of the episode. So I'm not even sure how to, how to introduce what you want to talk about, but I but I know that I really want to talk about it. So friends, stick around. We've got some really interesting stuff coming up. You're listening to Webcology on WMR.FM. It is the 15th of July. 2021. I'm back with Dave Davies from Beatsong Internet Marketing. This is Jim Hedger of Digital Always Media. Back after these messages. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on Devermar.fm. It's the 15th of July, 2021. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beatstock Internet Marketing. And uh, before we get, before we dive into the next segment, um, I know I, I rip on about this every summer. Um, about you know people getting out, enjoying themselves, having fun, recreating, not spending all their time in front of a monitor, because I think that what we do, what we do on the internet, really has to have a much a greater meaning and has to be framed in our experiences. And um, just want to encourage people again: um, go and enjoy yourselves. Be 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 more than your jobs, at least for the summertime. Um, or you'll regret it years into the future. Trust me on that one. Ha! That's my... I, I got to do it, at least one rant a show, eh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and that's, 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 that's because I was always a noisy kid. <laughs> that's shocking, Jim. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the cool thing about being noisy is you get a lot of attention, and through that attention, you get a lot of experiences, and through those experiences, you can draw references, and through those references, you learn lots of stuff. And I got a feeling that that's um, kind of what we're going to be talking about in the next uh, segment. Um, AI learning, um, semi-supervised learning in action. Well, yeah. And I mean, thanks for, for that great segue. We're actually talking about noisy student training specifically. <clears throat> I, I, I kid you not, uh, <laughs> which is actually the, the, the name of it. But um, I'm not going to dive too much. I'll, I'll give a quick overview, but it, it, it's actually what I think is really important about um, the sort of latest uh, post over on the Google AI blog isn't actually what it is, which is is cool enough, but 
really only if you're interested in machine learning, but it comes right towards the end. So I'll, I'll, I'll cover right towards the end what's at the end. Um, but it's actually the part that I think is really, really important for SEOs to be paying attention to. So what they've just announced is, is just a, a switch to basically testing a model on vision and language, which having models in, in machine learning work on vision and language is, is big. Uh, so it's called cross-domain, right? Like you can, you can work cross-domains. But at its core, basically, they just developed a new model that the model's training itself in a semi-supervised environment. So they train what they call a teacher um, on, a, on, a, on a set of data in sort of a, a supervised uh, model. Then that, I mean, I, I'm really cliff notesing it here right now. Um, and, and then having that teacher, this, this sort of teacher setup, training a student, that student becomes the teacher and it propagates. So basically taking a set of data um, that we have known labels for. So we know, you know, this is a picture of an airplane. We know that we've labeled it, we've set it in, training it on that, um, and then providing more and more images and letting it start to train itself um, and then actually train trainers, right? So to sort of I, I won't get into too much detail on, on, on how all that work. I was sort of catching the rabbit hole. But what's important here from, from an SEO standpoint um, is what we end up with is a scenario where not only like what I think is kind of cool is, is we have a system that is set to train sort of students, students become teachers and then train the next students where it's basically sort of training itself as it goes along. So machine but, notes, training machine notes, tra training machine notes. And each one is getting smarter and smarter as, as it goes. But what's, what's sort of important is it's learning the majority of its information on unlabeled data. Right. So it's not taking a human being to go in there and go, and here's another picture set of airplanes. Right. It, it's able to understand, train itself, and then based on, on the feedback that it's given on, on success metrics, understand how, how well it's yeah. doing. But what's really important is right towards the end. And this is what really caught my attention. Like, yes, I was obviously reading the thing. I thought that was kind of cool because this is the kind of stuff that I, I, I think is interesting. But the next, the, one of the sections right towards the end was, improving search i'm like okay this isn't actually just a white paper and i think that's one of the things that that we sort of seem to to forget about um but they deployed this in 2020 so we're only finding out about it now but they're pulling a rank brain on us again and they're yeah. telling us in hindsight when they're launching completely different models um in, in, into the algorithm now this is it's, it's different than rank brain because it's not an algorithm it's a model but same basic idea is what we need to understand it's it's a brave new world now and machine learning is being introduced on the fly when we're not being informed about it and that's fine we i think we all kind of knew that was going on it, it should be i always assumed that there was a lot going on that i you know that they weren't going hey we're deploying this new algorithm it's based on machine learning um but it, it is very, very clear that there are some very subtle, very cool ways um, that they are starting to integrate in. One of the things I find really, really interesting um, is that I've also read a, a few papers recently. Um, and the, one of the big problems that they seem to be solving, and this is just an extension of that or, or, or seeming to be focusing on right now, is understanding what they don't understand, right? Like we... We're, we're pesky human beings um, and, and we speak improperly. We speak with typos. We do all caps. We miss spaces. We like, we do also, we, we use voice to search and then that just wrecks everything because we've all got different accents or we're speaking from a different angle on our microphones or whatever, right? Like all of these things are happening. And 
four out of four of the last papers that have sort of been my attention. I'm not saying this is all of the, the, the papers that have been out there, but four out of four that I have that have crossed my radar, all are focused on methods to understand what you can't understand that is understandable, but the person isn't communicating well, right? Or, or like the data isn't being presented in a reliable format. So clearly this is something that is problematic to them. And to me, this is an extension of that. If the world was just uniform and we all communicated clearly and every picture of an airplane looked the same. And every time I used the word, the rock, I meant the actor. I didn't mean a rock. I didn't mean, you know, where nothing else sort of broke down from there. And, and there was no confusion over what I, what I meant. We wouldn't need these sorts of things, but right now they, they seem to be building a lot of systems in to better understand what, what nuances and what things are like that. Well, certainly, after a lifetime of experience, you can draw a reasonable inference um, inference on what I mean when I use the name, term, or description, the rock. Um, but what's neat is um, this is a fundamental uh, shift in how Google um, learns to um, identify name and place value on things, objects, things you can put a description to um, in, an, in, a, in its database. Like, 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 to radically oversimplify it, in the olden days, how did Google discover a dog was a mammal with four legs and fur? <laughs> because, how did you know that? Because we had 3.5% density of dog, mammal, fur, four legs. Well, <laughs> also to go, because uh -huh. every link coming into the the the, the 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 page that described a dog that way also had content that described a dog right. that way in one yeah. way or another, eh? So Google learned um, by looking at all the other documents on the web and comparing it to the document it's it's uh it's focusing on. Mm -hmm. This is the same sort of thing, but um, at a mind-bending scale, um, it's it's it, it's sort of like using every data point Google has to draw an inference mixed with that old Breck shampoo commercial where they go, you know, the, 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 they tell two friends and they tell two friends and so on and so on and so on. And you get this exponential growth graph happening suddenly. Mm -hmm. um, that's, phenomenal, that's phenomenally interesting. But what's even neater is it was introduced like a year and a half ago. Well, and that to me, that's the very, very interesting. I mean, okay, there's a bunch of interesting stuff, but that's the really telling part about the world we're in right now, right? As far as, as SEOs is we're finding out about this stuff in hindsight. This is what we did. Um, not this is what we're doing. Makes sense because every time they tell us this is what we're doing, then we break it. Um, so, <laughs> you know, and this sort of stuff is like, there is nothing you could do about this. There is no SEO oh, okay, this is how I have to address it, other than making sure that the way you're presenting your information is as clear as possible. That's just a very, very good, you know, use the right alt text <laughs> to describe the image, not just the keywords you want to rank for on your page, right? Like making sure that you're very clear about what's going on. That's, that's all you can really do um, to help these machines. But I think it is becoming more and more, and we've talked about this in the past, more and more important to be clearer and clearer to a machine as well, to what I, we're doing. Just for what it's worth, you say that's all you can really do. First off, that's a hell of a lot, given the size of a lot of the websites we work on, right? <laughs> so coming up with a protocol, um, I mean, let's, let's, let's think about the never-ending e-com sites that so many so many SEOs work on. Mm -hmm. um, after we get really bad at the platform, 
It's not the platform, friends. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> of the time, it's not the platform, although it's really good to yell. It's the damn platform. It's the clarity. Um, I got this one client. I'm not going to say what platform they're on because it's archaic. and, and, and But we went on this massive clarity kick. And it changed everything, especially especially on um, Baidu and Yandex, but 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 also on Google. Um, it was the the, the neat, uh, ancillary effect was what it, the the effect it had on Yandex and and, and uh, Baidu rankings too. Didn't expect that, um, but yeah, clarity is everything because make it easy for Google and Google should, if you got good content, make it easy for you. <laughs> they should. Um, yeah, I mean, that's unless you're and, in travel, <laughs> unless you're in travel. And there is actually an interesting paper. I'm not going to get into details on this one, but there was actually an interesting paper that just was published yesterday. I mean, I haven't had a chance to get through the entire thing, but I, I've read sort of the outlines of it. Um, and its purpose is and, and, and the, the sort of summary of it was that deduping content when you were like basically removing all duplicates. Um, and so when, when you're trying to train a machine learning model is creates a far superior result in understanding what the way the world or the way the world works. Um, and, and you think about that from a, from a Google standpoint, we have like, I don't know, 10,000 sites with the same product sitting on it. They will be able to better train their models with less computing sources. If they just go, let's remove this and distill it down to one. Right. And then just understand that one and train our machines on one not on a bunch because they're basically duplicates. Pick the best one, probably Amazon, because you've got a bunch of reviews. You know, Go down to that. That is the page that will define what that entity is. Other pages can rank for it, of course, but that that will provide. Anyway, this is a paper. I'm not saying it's done. Th- thinking along those lines for the for the uh, slightly smaller webmaster who's not Amazon, um, canonicalization. Give Google the master document. This is the... Uh, listing that when you're thinking about our domain or stuff that we're offering we want you to look at well indeed and i mean i like i use amazon as the example if i was google um and i went where am i going to find all of the information if i want to take it down to one sort of point to understand what this blue widget is would i pick amazon yes i would they have reviews they have lots of interconnectedness between other products so i can get a, a really quick understanding of a relationship maybe fact check that or, or, or double check that with a, with a few other, um, you know, sites for, for verification, but removing the duplication that you're going to see across tens of thousands of sites, all selling blue widgets and to sell it down to one. Now, can those 10,000 other sites rank? Sure. You've got local in there. I might want blue widgets in Victoria, right? Like it's not to say Amazon can only rank, but if I'm trying to train a model to understand what this specific XYZ blue widget is in size large, Mm-hmm. I now have a good understanding in one location and then I can go, okay, th- I mean, this page is about it over here on this other site, but I, I'm taking my seed kernel information to understand what that is, maybe reinforcing with some other things. But what they ended up finding was it was much faster um, and actually produced far better results to go, let's just remove all this clutter, distill down to one. Um, you know, I, I'm sure there's, there's a few because you'd have different wording and stuff like that, but distill down. Um, and, and then train your models on a smaller set of more accurate data. So basically going, we don't need to train this thing 100 times on the same thing or 10,000 times on the same thing. We can just train it because this is the one thing. And so what we've distilled down to is more authoritative because we've already cleared the clutter. 
Um, so I, I have a hunch that's an approach Google would have to take. Just looking at the computing power it takes, um, you know, for them to accomplish anything. <laughs> like just going, okay, we want to crawl the web again. Like I don't even know how much bandwidth that takes and how much computing power that takes, but it, it's more than my little desktop has on it, I'm sure. So um, anyway, I, I won't drone on further. Well, you know, I probably well, I will, but I'll save it for off the podcast. <laughs> search console go into the settings and look at the crawl report as long as you possibly can mm-hmm. and um you'll see that google's expended a great mm-hmm. deal of energy on uh crawling in the last two months yeah uh, and, and that's tremendous amount of energy well again you think about that like i have you know i i have some test sites like i have some pretty crappy sites in there and google has to expend money on them right like i watch them be like just like they really don't serve a purpose. I keep them there for testing. Like I just haven't shut them down because how much does a domain cost? And I can sort of watch what's going on over time with these things. But, um, you know, and Google still has to exert resources on it or, or for like these, like, well, not GeoCities anymore, but all that past stuff, they want to have it all. So uh, anyway, I, I think that is, you know, a very interesting side of things. Something else on a slightly different tangent, um, but I think you were alluding to or getting to that I think is very valuable for people during updates. I mean, you should be checking it more regularly, but when you hear of an update is to look to your search console crawl reports. Yeah. I mean, I, I find that very interesting. Um, who's crawling by and why, you know, yeah. like, like who's, who, who's crawling to dinner? What, what are they doing here? Yeah. And I, I love the, the First off, you can see smartphone and desktop. And if you ever want to convince a client that Google is like <laughs> checking you out on a Nexus device, show them that part of the report because <laughs> um, it's always much heavier. That you always will see a heavier report um, percentage uh, uh, of smartphone uh, than desktop, even in the most stale um, desktop-driven website. It's never failed so far. But again, the one that's really freaked me out in the last few weeks has been the, um, I, I, I keep forgetting the, 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 exactly what it says, but page resources, um, page resource load, I think it's called. That's, that's, that's It's funny, now my brain is hiccuping too. I'm like, dang it, Jim. <laughs> I was just looking at this stuff this morning too. Um, I think that's Google. And then I'm, see, I'm seeing that often as the uh, uh, largest, um, expenditure of of energy like often 50 percent or more of the crawls were done by this page resource crawler mm-hmm. i think it's kind of explicit <laughs> is that a hint or what um we think you're using a lot of resources uh, but so we're sending our resource crawler through your site a lot think about it yeah well i mean that that's interesting i mean of course and one of the other areas that it's funny, it was it was even unsung to me until like literally about three weeks ago. I was like, and I guess maybe it's just one of those things that you don't know that you need it until all of a sudden you go, oh, that's what I need it for. Um, but one of the interesting areas that I've been looking at for one of our clients is the by purpose um, in, the, in the crawl stats. And it's, mm-hmm. is it there to discover or is it there to refresh? Yes. And what percentage... Um, is what and for one of our clients were like, I made a massive change to how their, their JavaScript site sort of navigation works. And I'm watching a movement from refresh to discovery, which oh, is what I was hoping for. Um, and it's, it's, 
it was the, the marker. I was like, okay, we're wasting crawl budget. So we need to move to this. And, and that is what we're getting. Um, but it, I think it can be very telling, especially if you're like changing, we were changing the entire site structure and the way it was laid out um, because we were wasting crawl budget. So, so, so you went, you went into that experiment with a uh, uptick in um, discovery as uh, as, as a success metric. Exactly, exactly. I was watching page rank. I mean, obviously, the main success metric is I'm trying to funnel page rank to the pages I care the most about, right? So I'm looking, my top success metric was, am I seeing up, you know, when I go into the, you know, clicks, you know, in the same, you know, search console report, but looking, at that's obviously what we're looking for at the end of the day and, and ranking improvement. But you're right, like I, I had log files pulled, like, and I've actually, like, I look at those quite regularly, I'm pulling their log files. But what I'm looking for is, are they coming in on these pages we were trying to deprioritize? We still want them there, but deprioritize. Um, and, and they are. They're, they're focusing more on the fresher content that we're producing now. And deprioritizing, it's still in the index, but we're deprioritizing our, our less important um, content. It's, it's a complicated site, and I can't get into too much details, obviously, on, on how that, that works. Um, you know, or, or why, I guess I can explain how it works, but why that scenario was, was created. But um it, it is it was our, our primary success metric was we're producing new content in in a high volume of high quality like i mean i might be biased but it is um no it's really cool and so i wanted them if to there's discover a, it if there's a tip of the day of how you can confirm that your that your um work actually has been effective that 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 might be it right yeah. there yeah and, and it, it, it that that's that's right and we had clearly outlined that and they were like hey we're seeing that and sure enough like we started to see that almost right away i mean it's 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 happening in very very slowly because it's taking aggregate over time so i'm like still being caught with with past stuff but we're seeing it in their log files this is prioritization all that work was done a couple weeks ago and all of a sudden this week we're starting to see the rise in rankings um so yeah it's funny everything seems to be about two weeks when you make systemic changes at least on this site right i understand every site's a little different but okay this this one is only gonna be about two minutes but we gotta do it because we gotta take a break because we're really pushing time mm -hmm. here on webcology on wmr.fm so on behalf of dave davies from bsoc internet marketing this is jim hedger from digital always media you're listening to webcology on wmr on the 15th of July, 2021. So I'm almost gone, or at least it's a quarter gone. So go out there and enjoy yourself. But before you do, stick around. We're back after these messages. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. 
Internet marketing, and uh, it was a fun segment. I really, I, I love talking about machine learning and uh, speculating on 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 how Google is learning stuff. But more importantly, I like thinking about what tools we have to deal with um, Google's changes. And I know Google says over and over and over again, you can't optimize your way through a core update. There's <laughs> not a lot you can do about it. But I don't believe them. I guess I just don't believe that to be true. There's always something you can do, especially when Google's mantra is is simply improve the quality of your content. That means Google is looking at signals that you can most certainly um, provide them. Yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. just sense to reason, eh? Mm-hmm. So thinking about how Google is applying this... Um, model of learning and entity identification <laughs> this the phenomenal exponential growth model um with uh with say bert the uh the the, the algorithm that that, that 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 works on or the piece of the algorithm that works on trying to figure out what the hell you mean when you say stuff what's your intent when you when you use uh words and phrases um where do you think the SEO power tools are on any given page of content right now? Like, you mean, how are they as far as effectiveness at providing insight or how are they at keeping up with Google? Well, when you're looking at a page of content and you know that you, um, you've thrown every technical thing you can at, you can at the page, it's, 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 you know, optimized within an inch of the uh, platform's (laughs) ability. Um, content is the only thing to deal with. Where do you reckon, given given the uh, 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 new um, way Google matches query intent and words in the query with content on page? Where are your power tools? Then All right, we were talking about clarity before, eh? Mm-hmm. My, you know what? I'll, I'll. I'll... I'll, I'll give one away that I don't usually give away, but I'll, I'll go, here's a tool. Um, if you if you use WordPress, it is um, far more effective, but it has proven its, its ground on non-WordPress sites. Um, it is a tool called WordLift. Um, and basically it adds in, um, Andrea Bolpini is the owner over there mm-hmm. and understands entities entity relationships he's created some like kick-ass collabs and, and stuff like okay apparently my like loose lips are like just throwing away words that i don't normally use on the show here but um so some really really awesome um collabs and stuff like that what it does is it allow it puts entities on the page at a level that would be cost prohibitive to do manually um and, and, and allows you to define those entities very, very clearly, either on your site, but drawing data from the web as a whole. 
um, to understand. For, for anybody, I, I believe they have a free trial. If you compete with any of our clients, please don't. Um, but if you don't compete with our clients, especially if you have a WordPress site, but even if you don't have a WordPress site, they do have some capabilities. And I, I know I use them on, on one of a fairly advanced site. Um, it's not as good as a WordPress um, version, but it, it's, it, it provides a lot of clarity on exactly what a page is about and the different entities on there. Um, to, to list an example, I wrote a article on our site on by, by T5, anyway, it just doesn't matter, it's a machine learning thing. Um, and it allowed me to include that it is an article and that it is related to you know, a, a whole subset, machine learning, artificial intelligence, gaming in, in some cases, you know, a bunch of different things, but connect the dots for Google and go, this article includes all of this stuff that is highly relevant to it so that it doesn't need it to understand that when I say AI, I'm referring to artificial intelligence. I, I've taken that clarity or, or I've taken that that question they might have away and just gone, I mean exactly this. So um, yeah, that's that's my secret tool for for clarifying content to Google. But I'm betting that you have a, a, a just a, a tool in your in your war chest as well that I'm now dying to know. Well, you know actually you already know my you know know the one I was going to mention. Um and uh this is not no coincidence that actually they made it made a new announcement uh this week but i use inlinks mm. to uh draw references between uh words entities ideas and uh content um and i think dixon is brilliant oh I mean, <laughs> dixon's absolutely brilliant but yeah. they're um how to say this sometimes they're they are so plowing up the right field um, it's not the world's most perfect tool, but it's on its way to being an extraordinary, an extraordinary, um, uh, uh, matcher. I don't know if that's the right word because that's too weak a word, but, um, clarifier for me. Um, a word can mean a million things. Um, mapping out how that word is used precisely on the web is phenomenal insight and also gives you ideas on where you want to go with uh, fresh content um, when you think everything has possibly been written about this blue widget. So maybe guide me through it. It's funny because I haven't actually used it in a little while. Like, I mean, like months, but it's not in my regular arsenal of stuff. I, I gave it another try again. I'm just didn't pursue it um but, but explain to me um why why what makes it better than other tools i mean I, not to disparage something like semrush or something like that like totally fine tools good, oh, good like i does, use them all in one but what does it do better is a screwed up word i don't i because because you got to use um effectively you have to use like all, all as many tools as you can in conjunction with each other mm -hmm. um and you even if they give like different scaled metrics you got to come up with your scale in your mind to make them all relative to each other somehow um imagine if you could take a word and then um weave a web not only of the etymology of the word but of how everybody else in the um, tools database is using that word. Um, 
and obviously the the, the the biggest users, the heaviest users are the ones that come up most inside this like this um, model that they, that that gets created. But um, the reason I mention it now is because content and um, user intent seems to be Google's major focus. And if you want to quote unquote optimize your way out of this core update, trying to get a grasp on how everyone else is using the concepts that you're using um, and uh, 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 how your usage of it scores against other people's in, in a work, in a race towards clarity, I think that's quite valuable. Yeah, it's funny. I, I logged in like while you were walking me through to sort of like see what you're you're looking at. And, yeah. uh, and I, I'm trying, by the way, we have a hard stop at the top of the hour, which is just minutes from now. So it, that was hard to do in like two minutes or less. All right. You know what? We'll just have Dixon on. He can explain it to us. Absolutely. The point the point is you can't how say this. You can technically work your way out of a core update, but that's going to take months and months and months for Google to notice and work through. Content, Google can notice very rapidly. Mm -hmm. um, if you get whacked by any core update, always work on always work on technical stuff on your website. That's, that's the never-ending project. But your emergency stuff should probably focus on content because that's where you're most likely to get the most rapid bang for the buck. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we're down, and then again, that's 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 why I came out with the with the uh, the the um, in links um, recommendation. Just content is um, content is the engine of the train right now. Yeah. No matter what the no matter what they're saying about core web vitals and stuff, which are really important because Google's looking towards the you know mobile future. But if you're gonna work your way out of uh, out of a problem now, you probably have a content issue. Well, absolutely. And core web vitals <laughs> is just making sure your content gets seen better. Right? Like that's oh, yeah. that's all its purpose is, is is to make things better. Um you know who something... we should have on the show about core web vitals? Who? Edward Lewis. Bet you wow. five bucks, he would have a million things to say. All right, let's do it. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, you, you were gonna. No, no. Oh, well, you know, so you 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 heard me rant about GA4, right, yeah, yeah. Like a, a while ago. So just a a, a PSA uh, for folks who might be setting up a new Google Analytics account. I just noticed it because I happen to be setting up a new property, so I don't know how new this is, uh, but I know it's pretty new. I was going in to set it up. It's default was GA4, and I had to toggle to have UA in there. So, folks, if you're oh, setting up no. a new property, hit that toggle. <laughs> that threshold has been crossed, and there – it's funny. Rob Woods was asking that a couple of weeks ago in, a, in an SEO forum. So that threshold has been crossed, huh? Right. I guess it's been a couple of weeks now um, that that Dang. happened. So, yeah, now that's, that's the default, um, and they're not – showing like newer users the new sites that we get handed by people who are just launching their companies and first sites this is the version of analytics we're going to be looking at and there won't be any historic ua stuff nope huh. 
Um, now, fortunately, this will mostly be for new properties that, that this would be the issue for. So there wouldn't have been UA stuff for those anyway, at least. Well, so. it's the new GA4. How to say this? UA is like hard numbers and numbers tell good narratives and all that sort of stuff. UA just feel or uh, uh, GA4 is like all feely and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels weird. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't care about the feelings. I care about the numbers. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, on that, we gotta go. We have a hard stop. There's a uh, another show coming up right on behind us on WMR.fm. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on WMR.fm on the 15th of July, 2021. Friends, uh, COVID-19 is still with us, and there's outbreaks that are growing again. Please get vaccinated. Protect yourself, protect your neighbors, protect our, our economy and our society. And when you are fully vaccinated, get up there and enjoy your summer. Like, like you're only young for a little while. And until you can't enjoy the summer, go do it. Um, be safe, rank well, and we'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.